0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Guys with Feelings podcast, where two guys discuss the ideas, influences, epiphanies, and yes, the feelings that make them better men. My name is Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And for today's show, we're going to talk about something that has had a tremendous, huge impact on both of our lives over the last few years, therapy. And yeah, we've been wanting to put this episode out for a while, so we're excited to finally make it happen. But first, Gabe, how are you doing, man? What's going uh, on? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a rough few weeks for me. Um, I've uh, you know some of our listeners will know I've talked about um, my struggle with hypothyroidism before, and. Uh, And yeah, you know, I've made a lot of progress on that journey. I'm like 80, 90% better than I used to be, but I'm still trying to figure out that last 10%. And uh, this past month, like my doctor had me kind of make some changes to my medication to try something different. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm experiencing, you know, probably for the rest of uh, the next few weeks, like just really low energy and low mood and... You know, just feeling kind of introverted and, and pretty tired a lot. But yeah, yeah, but it hasn't been all that bad. Yeah. I spend spent some nice time in Walnut Creek. Yeah, yeah. I could spend yeah. spending more time with my parents, spending more time just like chilling, really. Spending a lot more time reading and watching T V and uh hanging out at parks. <laughs> um and, you know, I love my hibernation time, so it's it's actually been great so yeah it's it's been an interesting time yeah
1: cool well i'm sorry to hear you've been feeling down but uh but happy you're making the most of it
0: yeah yeah thanks man um how are how are you doing what's going on um oh man it's
1: been a lot of up and down i mean i'm uh, i'm actually starting a new job next week which i'm really excited oh, about congrats um, yeah yeah thanks i'm like very i think it's going to be a great fit and a great opportunity i'm i'm really excited uh had some down stuff recently too um uh, yesterday as we're recording um actually like lost a longtime friend and coworker uh to her battle mm-hmm. with cancer which is really too bad someone we both knew and really loved um, Shirley yeah. Ford so um, yeah that's just been sad um yeah. she's gone through that over over the last few months and um wanted to take a minute now just offer a quick remembrance to her cuz she was someone that was like an important person for both of us i think Um, Mm -hmm. she was really, uh, led an amazing life. She was a former coworker of mine, um, for eight years. She was a co-founder of the organization parent revolution that I joined. Um, and you know, she was a woman who had a lot of challenges in her life. Um, she was a black woman who grew up in the segregated South, never got a chance to have the good education, um, that she really deserved. Um, and just had a lot of things in life that were stacked against her, but man, she was just one of the most resilient Talented, passionate people I've ever met, um, and she really um, she worked so hard um, in LA and then ultimately across the country um, to help kids have better schools. Um, and she really became, over the time, um, while I had the chance to work with her, she became this amazing national leader um, who was known by um, and respected and loved by so many people that are working um, to improve public education. Um, and she was just someone who really changed my life forever. And I owe a tremendous, um, debt of gratitude, um, to, so, and someone who I feel like I owe a lot. Um, so yeah, um, I know like we really both loved her and miss her. Um, and I know I'll be sort of really grateful for, for everything
0: she, she gave to me in the world. Yeah, no, she, Shirley Ford is an amazing woman. Um, I remember, yeah, like parent revolution was one of the first organizations, you know, I started making videos for when I was really starting my freelance video career. And I remember just every time coming into the office and seeing Shirley and she just biggest smile and she would light up the room and she just had this amazing energy about her. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to miss her a lot. And, um, but uh, it makes me happy to know, like, she's impacted the lives of thousands of students and families. And I think, you know, through them, like, her legacy will will continue to live on. Yeah, 100%. Like, a really, a, a life
1: amazingly well lived. Um, and, you know, it's been night. It's, like, her struggle um, with cancer was really difficult. Um uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, but it also really brought a lot of us together. Like so many people rallied around her and came together to support her. And that was um, amidst all the really painful, difficult aspects of it. That was something that was really nice as well.
0: Mm. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. We'll miss you, Shirley. Um, yeah. Thank you for for um, sharing a few words, Gabe. Yeah. And yeah, on that note, um, it's time for us to move forward into our deep dive for today. And today we're going to talk about therapy, which, you know, is maybe a fitting topic since we're both feeling a little <laughs> yeah, low right now. down, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and more specifically, you know, why we think every guy should consider seeing a therapist. Um, this is a topic that's really near and dear to both of our hearts. It's made a huge impact on our lives. And yeah, we're stoked to dive into it.
1: And, you know... A lot of you are probably listening to this right now and thinking, nah, that's not for me. I I don't need a therapist. Um, In fact, uh, your reaction might sound a little something like this.
0: How's she doing, though? She good. She through hoeing. But she's in therapy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, shut the fuck up. You stupid. (laughs) That's what she told me. Just all oversharing this shit. What made her start going? I oh, don't know. She was some When we was running the streets, I was doing too much. Not valuing my value. Like you can't value yourself and fuck at <laughs> the end of time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now she's all like, I'm so centered and I'm so zen. I recommend therapy for everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Did she say therapy was working for her, though? I mean, I guess, but who wants to go broke paying for a fake friend? But maybe talking through some shit with someone isn't the worst idea. Bitch, you trying to say any therapy
1: or something? So yeah, that was a clip I just randomly saw the other day from the HBO show Insecure, which is amazing, by the way, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, And captures how I think a lot of people, um, at least in our culture um, that we know, think about therapy, um, think about it as just something for... If you're having serious mental health issues, like there are people that are in a good place and people that are a bad place and therapy is just for people that have like serious problems. Um, But yeah, I think I think we think about it pretty differently. Um, And I don't know, like, Jamin, like maybe we should start by sort of like defining it. Like, how did how do you personally define therapy?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of different definitions out there, but I personally define therapy as meeting regularly with someone who can offer non-judgmental support and guidance, whether that's a therapist, counselor, coach, or spiritual teacher. But um but yeah, someone who can really help help you, you know, throughout life whether, you know, it's good times or bad and kind of uh be there, give guidance and help you see blind spots and notice things that you wouldn't have been able to do on your own. And I believe it's definitely not just for people with quote-unquote mental health issues, but I really think it's something everyone could benefit from. And yeah, I, I see it as self-growth on steroids. Um,
1: yeah, and it's definitely something that's uh, really transformed both of our lives, had, had really important impacts for us. And and because of that, um, we wanted to start by Maybe just sharing a little bit of our own personal experiences to make this all a little less theoretical and a little more tangible, um, and talk about what therapy's meant to us. Um, so yeah, I don't
0: know, Jamin, do you? Uh, would you be down to go first? Uh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of my favorite topics. I, I can always talk about therapy. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I, I would say for my own journey, um, I've been obsessed with self growth and inner work. And self-improvement my entire life, you know, um, I've always been reading stuff, um, working on myself, you know, trying different things, becoming a digital nomad, diving deep into spirituality and everything I did, you know, I did on my own. And, you know, I'd have to say like I made some pretty good progress. Like I was proud of, of what I was able to accomplish doing all that. Um, but something was still missing and it really wasn't until I started doing one-on-one therapy work, you know, about, I want to say maybe two, two and a half years ago, um, that things started to shift rapidly and in a, in a huge way. Um, and, and that's what I mean when I say self-growth on steroids. Like, I've been doing the self-growth thing. And if I had kept doing it on my own, you know, I, I think I still would have been making a decent amount of progress. But in the last two years, like, with the help of working with other people... I've made more progress than I feel like in the last ten years combined. It's just wow. everything is accelerated and uh and yeah, I mean my life is just that much better for it. So Yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs>
1: that that is awesome. So like I the, the distinction I hear there is yeah, just like doing things on your own versus reaching out and, and getting some some help. I'm curious, so Tell me about what the impetus was. Like, what was the moment where you decided, like, okay, I'm. Maybe I've probably been thinking about this for a while. I'm actually going to take the plunge and give therapy a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it it kind of was like this gradual easing. Like, I remember at the time, like, I was part of this uh, kind of the spiritual group that really placed an emphasis on like relating with one another and like being really, like, open and, like, authentic and, like, just sharing, like, whatever is coming up, whether that's sadness or fear or anger, like, just, like, sharing that, you know, within the group. And I didn't know it at the time, but, like, that was basically, like, very similar to what you would be doing in therapy. And I remember it felt really good, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time of my life, I remember, like, so many things in my life were going right, but I still felt, like a lot of, I don't know how you'd call it, like emotional stuckness mm. or or pain or this general feeling of just kind of being numb and kind of floating through life and things just feeling kind of sterile and, and cold. Um, and when I started working with this group and really started like, you know, actually being like, oh, yeah, I feel some shitty things and I kind of want to, yeah, let me let me speak this out loud. Let me share this. Um, it really started, uh, I could just feel like it was doing something good for me. It was starting to open something up. And from there I started working one-on-one with a spiritual teacher, like in that group. Um, and yeah, I mean, looking back, like it was, it was exactly therapy. You know, I was just like, I was sitting with her and we were just like diving into, into my shit pretty much and bringing stuff up, bringing stuff up that I was like too scared to like ever like admit or even you know, talk to other people about and like, and I started to realize like there are all these things that I wasn't even aware were like holding me back in my life. And with her, we were able to like really like bring those to the surface and work with them and and really start to become free of a lot of that stuff.
1: Ah, uh, so. interesting. So I feel like for a lot of people, there's a there's a sort of sudden event or like they really hit like maybe rock bottom or something that feels like rock bottom. And that's a catalyst, but it's interesting in your story. It's, it was more of a gradual easing, more of like this nagging sense that you wanted something like this. And then you found something that was sort of like therapy and then sort of like, it sounds like sort of almost like breadcrumbs. You just sort of (laughs) got sucked into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the impetus was, was real, right? Like I I was going, I mean, there was a reason why I joined that group, like something about the way I was living life, like wasn't, working it wasn't there's something huge missing there yeah but you just like
1: can't figure out what it is yeah exactly um and so like tell me about like what's the. so you've been going for a few years Mm -hmm. now like probably regularly like generally once a week yeah yeah weekly for the last few years with a few different people at least right Mm -hmm. like you've switched over the years um and so what would you what would you say are like maybe the one or two really biggest Changes that you've personally experienced from doing this work.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's so I know there's hard. a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so hard to talk about because um, really I, I, I would say every aspect of my life is better. Like all the high stuff like is even higher. And then all the lows are much more manageable and I'm able to move through them faster and in in more complete and whole ways than than I was before. um but you know, maybe to get a little specific specific, um I think one of the things is like that's been really uh wonderful now is like I've realized I'm opening up to a greater range of emotions that I didn't even know was possible for me. Um I'm both in the highs and lows. You know, like mm-hmm. I think previously, you know, like I, I felt like I was a happy guy. Like I felt highs. And then with the lows, I'm like, OK, I feel pain, but, you know, I'm not suffering like the worst out of anyone out there. Um, and now I feel like there's this richness with the emotions that I mean, it's just textures and colors have like opened up like I can feel happy in so many different and complex ways. And and the lows in my life, um, instead of just feeling like I'm suffering from them, like they too, like have this richness and texture in a way where I like, I actually kind of appreciate them, you know, like I'm talking about this low that I'm going through right now. And it's actually, yeah, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but it's actually been this beautiful opportunity to really spend time with these low feelings like sadness and loneliness and, and get to know them in completely new ways, you know, form healthy relationships with them rather than just suffering from them. Wow.
1: Yeah, dude, a lot of that, that really resonates. Um, is there like one other sort of like a second, like biggest example um, that you could point to?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I I think, yeah, just a really clear one for me is like triggers don't catch me the way they used to, you know? And that's um, like, let's say someone flips you off when you're driving and you know, that anger like rises up, you know, in the past that anger would like, kind of like rise up and I would be like lost in it, you know? And I would just be in my head. I'd be like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. He's such an asshole. Blah, blah. I'd just be, kind of spiraling out in that, um, in that trigger. And now I've noticed with the work I've been doing, uh, a lot of times I can catch it as it's happening. And there's like this kind of this healthy, I don't know, like there's this healthy like way of processing it where like the anger will come up, but it doesn't have me. And I can actually, like I was saying, you know, that healthy relationship with my emotions, it's like I can kind of like, hold that anger i can kind of get to know it but it doesn't take me over and that's been a godsend in so many ways
1: yeah it's like a a thing you're experiencing instead of like the defining aspect of your life at that time
0: exactly yeah Yeah. something i'm experiencing instead of me being
1: it yeah
0: so yeah that's great
1: man thanks thanks for sharing that like yeah that's a really that's a great description
0: yeah yeah for sure Um, but what I'm curious about now is I would love to hear your thoughts on your therapy journey because, um, yeah, I remember a few months ago or maybe, maybe it was a little longer than that. Um, yeah, I just remember like you were starting to look for a therapist and you, you're starting to get it, try to get into it. Um, and I'd love to just, yeah, kind of hear what happened with that journey.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, so mine's like similar to yours in some ways, and then I think different in some others. So, I think for years I was intellectually bought on the bought in on the idea that like therapy hmm. would be like a great self growth tool. Like for all the sort of reasons we were talking about it. I mean, I knew like that you had been getting a ton of value out of it, and definitely intellectually I was bought in on the idea what we were talking about earlier, you know, it's not just for people that have like some problem with a capital P or like mental health issues. It's just something that like, in my opinion, like almost anyone could benefit from. And since I categorize myself as almost anyone, I'm like, Oh, I should like try (laughs) this sometime. Um, right. But yeah, I just, you know, I didn't feel like a huge sense of urgency. And to be honest, like I like sort of dabbled in like looking for like the right therapist before, but I just found searching to be a huge pain in the ass. (laughs) Like, it just... It felt, like, really intimidating (laughs) and difficult. And um, so, yeah, I I just... It was sort of thing I'd, like, look into a little bit, and then I'd put back on the back burner, and then I'd look into a little bit, and then I'd, like, try go seeing someone once, and it wouldn't be a fit, and then I'd just put it on the back burner. And so that was, like, for at least, like, a year, you know, here and there. That was sort of my experience. Then, I don't know, over the last year, I just... I just had this, like, point in my life where I was just feeling a little, like, stuck overall, just, like, broadly mm-hmm. is, like, my experience of life. And, um, yeah, I was – that was sort of the nudge. I needed that overall experience to be, like, okay, I need to, I need to like, get unstuck. And I wanted to try this for a while, so, like, I'm going to just figure this out. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, like, um, started – Seeing someone weekly in September, I think so. It's been maybe like four or five months, and yeah, it's been really transformative. And it's easily like top five best decisions I've ever made in my life. <laughs> wow. i made some other good decisions, so yeah, you made some so great I, decisions I in your life. Like, yeah, some bad <laughs> ones too, but but I'd say this is in the top five.
0: Wow! Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So so I'm kind of curious, like what what were some of these changes? you notice like what, like what made it such a, a top five experience?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the it's something that's like a little difficult to talk about because the changes I feel like are at once like really deep and profound. And then at the same time, sort of subtle and like hard to yes. describe in some ways. Um,
0: Definitely. I'd
1: say the, the biggest thing for me has probably been just having new frameworks to think about the exact same experiences. Um, so it's – and like along with frameworks like ideas and labels and, um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of my life experiences now I'm looking at with entirely different glasses um, hmm. than I was maybe six months or a year ago. Um, and, yeah, I just it's, – it's similar to a lot of what you said around like the lows um, and the highs actually. I think that's – I'd really echo that as a lot of my own experience. Like I've had plenty of experiences over the last um, – few months that have felt that have been since I started going to therapy and it started really like clicking for me with that particular mm-hmm. guy I'm seeing. Um, I've had plenty of experiences that were really shitty. I got diagnosed with like a new disease. Um, my dad had a really serious heart attack. Like there's been like a lot of like, we just lost like my friend Shirley, like to cancer. Mm-hmm. It's been like, mm-hmm. there's been some wonderful times and some like really shitty times. Um, but something about the shitty times, like now, like thanks to the work, I've been doing in therapy just feel really different like there's still shittiness to them but um i don't know like well going through like difficult experiences i feel just this sort of like underlying grounding and peace that's there like along with the difficult like emotions and experiences that um yeah just give it like a totally different texture and then at the same time i feel like i feel um yeah just like a greater appreciation for the highs too like the the good times the happy little moments or like the awesome weeks like they feel just like richer and more intense and more vibrant in a really um yeah in a really like subtle but tangible way
0: oh that's awesome <laughs> it makes you so happy to hear that um you mentioned earlier that uh you were feeling kind of stuck and that's kind of what made you want to explore therapy did is has that changed do you have a different relationship with that now
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've, like, everything about life over the last few months, as I've really started to feel, like, a difference from doing this work, has felt like the opposite of stuck, has felt like movement. Like, it's just felt Mm. like, and it's, some of that's been things actually, like, moving externally, like, in my life around me, but I think a lot of it's just been, yeah, I just have a different, I just have, like, a different experience of the world, now um and yeah so like a lot of a lot of things that are happening now are the exact same things externally as were happening six months ago but they Mm -hmm. just feel really different i think like the stuckness it was like there was a combination of like uh like uh things like externally being a little stuck in terms of like career or like other things in my life um yeah and then like but there's also like some sort of emotional stuckness i can't really describe any better than like stuckness. I don't know. Like I yeah. wish I had better words for maybe you have like some other like labels <laughs> out there. Um,
0: no, no, I, yeah, I think that that makes a, like when you are saying that about like, I just felt like there's movement now. I was like, Oh, I, I feel like that's exactly what I would have word. I would use to describe my own experience as well. You know, it's like, cause I, I think I did use that word stuck before there's a stuckness or a numbness or something. And like, and it feels like things are just moving much easier with like the support of of therapy and having someone kind of spotting you and helping you catch your blind spots and look, having you look at things differently, just like shit's moving.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I wish, I wish I had some better language for it, but like, that's, yeah, that is like sort of my lived experience right now. Um, and yeah, it feels, it feels great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, Yeah. And, you know, in this, this talking about like stuckness and movement kind of made me think like, you know, as we're sharing our stories, I feel like there's like a few themes, you know, that have come up for us with like therapy in general. Um, and I'd like to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, one thing that I know we both believe in is that we think therapy can be super important, you know, for everyone, but especially for us dudes. Um, and yeah, I think my own thoughts on that are basically men in our culture are conditioned to just keep everything bottled up inside. You know, we're taught that our feelings, you know, sadness, like our sensitivity, emotions in general are not masculine, are not manly, and we're supposed to just like hide and repress all of that and try to figure everything out on our own. Um and in some ways, you know, I feel like therapy is almost like the antidote to like that kind of toxic masculine culture we've grown up in you know um for me i know that it's it's really helped be the opposite of that it's been a drawing out of these things that i've been like holding back inside of me it's been like kind of like this teaching me like um how to you know get help and reach out for help to help from from someone else to be able to receive that and like and yeah and use that to transform myself um i don't know it's it's i think it's been huge in, in my process of like becoming kind of a more more wholehearted conscious guy
1: yeah i think like the um that totally resonates i i really agree with that and i think that um part of that is you know i think a lot of us would hear that um that stereotype of like oh yeah like men um like we're taught to sort of like repress our feelings and like we'd sort of laugh at it and um say like oh yeah like we sort of look at something as like other men do or maybe like guys that are really broy or something but not <laughs> like identify that as something that we've like internalized ourselves but right. i don't know i think even even once you're conscious that that's a thing that happened and like you're not consciously trying to be that way i think like yeah, yeah. we've all really and we've all just grown up in this culture and it's affected us and it's like part of the value of just like therapy in general like there's all these things that have really affected us that are we're not super conscious of and like these no. patterns and perspectives and and blind spots i think is is a word you used um yeah yeah we just they're they're blind spots for a reason like we can't see them and so right. like um a lot of times i feel like the types of things i wind up on um, getting out of therapy like are actually not the things that i like thought i needed to get you know like you like had like the experience like more than once of like going and thinking that I needed to talk about one sort of thing. or there was one sort of question I was cr- trying to get an answer to, but like, it turned out that's not actually what I needed that week, or that's not right. actually like what really was going to like click or resonate for me. It was actually something that I wasn't even thinking about,
0: you know? Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, we just, we were not aware of what we're not aware of. And it's, yeah, it's incredible to, to really like get in there and then to become conscious of these patterns and, and these ways of being that have been running our lives and we just had no idea, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah definitely. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I think like another theme that I really heard from, from both of our stories, like, so we did a whole episode, I think uh, a few months ago on the highs and the lows. And I just think that's a, um, for me, that's an important way to think about, All this and like the value of therapy is like everyone's like life without exception. I think, unless there's like someone I haven't met yet, uh, (laughs) has like ups and downs, highs and lows, whatever you want to call them. Like, that's just that's that's the experience of life. And I think that I know for myself, and I it sounds like for you too, man, therapy just like has such an impact on the highs and the lows. It just, I think you said it like makes the highs higher and makes. It doesn't, it's not that it takes away the lows or, like, eliminates lows. Mm-hmm. It just makes them feel like they have less of a, like, grip or, like, chokehold on you, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that's, once you just, like, sort of accept the fact that, like, oh, we all have highs and lows. Lows are hard to deal with. Oh, this could be, like, a good tool to deal with lows. Then it's sort of, like, that for me helps, like, clarify the value proposition for myself. Like, oh, why, why wouldn't I want to do this if i can do something i'm gonna have lows and this can help me
0: with it right totally yeah and i i think also another point that you know similar to having um you know seeing your blind spots becoming aware of you know what you weren't aware of before um i feel like it gives you a lot of context um about yourself you know you you were talking to me about this the other day with kind of like you know analogy of like viewing your high school self you want to go into that like a little bit
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, like, the, maybe, like, the easiest way for me to think about, like, what my, um, like, sort of some of my personal growth looks like um, as I've been, like, really engaged in, like, really good therapy over the last few months is, like, it's, like, when I look back at, I think all of us, when we look back at yourself in, like, high school or college, just any version of yourself that's, like, 10 years ago, say – you look back at yourself and be like, oh, that was like I was like so confused about X, Y, and Z thing." You know, it was like <laughs> it was like, "Oh, I like I felt this like angst around like relationships or school or whatever right. it was." And like when you look back at it with twenty twenty hindsight, you can see that it was just sort of simple. Like you were just, right. you were just sort of nervous, or you just sort of freaking yourself out, or there was some yeah, there was some like underlying anxiety or insecurity you had, but you didn't really like understand that you had it. You were just. You were having the experience of, like, that anxiety or insecurity without, like, really... The context. Yeah, without, like, knowing what was happening to you, you know? Right. And you could always right. look back on your different stages of life and sort of see that with clarity, like, in, in the rearview mirror in a way that you, you didn't see in real time. And I think that's... When I think about, like, a lot of the progress I made, like, therapy work over the last few months, I feel like I'm having those sort of experiences, like, every few weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like... Like things I'd normally would take me like five years to look in the rearview mirror and see clearly. Now I like every month I can sort of look back at myself a month earlier and be like, oh wow, like a month ago, I just didn't really understand that X, <laughs> Y, and Z were like going on for me. And now like, well, I see that really clearly. And it's just like, yeah, it's that like sort of really like sharp before and after. And again, it's not around things that I was like trying to fix or like trying to go yeah. around. It's just, it just sort of happens. Um, which is great.
0: self-growth on steroids, baby. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that, is, that has been
1: your pitch for a while now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm happy to yeah.
0: be, uh, be experiencing it. <laughs> awesome. Well, now that we've, you know, gone on and on about how great we think therapy is, you're probably thinking, okay, sounds good. But trying to find a therapist sounds shitty and I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally understand. We've both been in that position, um, so we just wanted to take a few mon- moments to share some practical, tangible tips from our own experience on how to actually find a therapist and not lose your mind in the process. Uh, um, yes, an important topic. <laughs> uh,
1: do you want to like start with like yeah. maybe just like talking about like different types?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I, I think something that's helpful when you're starting your search for a therapist is to, you know, maybe try and narrow it down to a certain type of therapy that, you you know, intrigues you. Um, I don't think this is the most crucial thing. Like, if you don't actually know, like, that's fine. You know, you don't have to worry about too much. But, you know, if you, you know, Google around a little bit and, and see if any of these types of therapy kind of click with you, you know, whether it's cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT, which... Um, You know, it has a lot of empirical studies and support out there, um, or somatic therapy that's kind of like more body-based, you know, sex and relationship therapy, or more spiritual or transpersonal therapies like internal family systems, um, which is actually something that both me and Gabe are exploring with our own therapists right now and has been really awesome. So, yeah, you know, um, I think a type of therapy, if any of those resonate or different types you look up that can be a great way to start narrowing your search. Um,
1: Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, coming to the, the topic of search, I mean, that for me, was definitely, as I mentioned, like a big barrier and just was pretty frustrating. Um, I mean, I have a few, a few things I feel like I learned from that, that I would share. One is, I mean, if you, I think the luckiest way to find someone is through a friend who has someone great mm-hmm. that they really like. I mean, therapy is a very personalized thing. So just cause someone's a great match for your friend, like doesn't mean they're going to be a great match for you, obviously, but it's not a bad starting point. Um, right. If you know any friends that have someone that they've really clicked with, um, and they think you might click with, um, that is, that can be a great shortcut, uh, if that works <laughs> out. Um, you know, short of that, you're sort of in, I think like internet sort of rabbit hole searching. So like I, my best idea from experience and try, how to try to make that a little easier is um, try to pick one of the modalities um, that you were talking through. And again, I don't think it matters like that much with one you pick, but the problem is you just need, a, in my experience, you need a, a narrowing search tool because otherwise you're just looking for through like, if you're in a big city like LA or anywhere else, like 5,000, 10,000 profiles. <laughs> it's just like overwhelming. So yeah, my two cents would be just like, pick an approach any approach whether it's cbt or internal family systems or whatever and just narrow based on that and then just like look through a bunch of profiles click anyone that just like instinctively catches your eye and then i don't know i just think it's important not to let perfect be the enemy of good i know like for me that was that was the mistake i made for a long time was Mm -hmm. trying to just like really find like the perfect thing and I, I guess what I would say to my former self now um, to try to like force myself to do is just pick three or four give myself a time limit of like a few hours of searching at the end of that pick the three or four profiles that look best call you know try to do a quick phone consult with each of them and then just of the four phone consoles just pick the one that seemed the best you know even if they're not a perfect fit um, I just think. Forcing yourself to just get out there and try someone, and I tried like a few people before I found the right fit. And even the um, the guy who I've been seeing now is the right fit. Honestly, I didn't really know he was the right fit until session like three or four. Um, but it was like it felt like good enough that I was like, okay, I'll keep, I'll try this for one more, and then after that, I, said, I try this for one more, and then like eventually, <laughs> it really, it really clicked. But um, yeah, I think you just have to, yeah, not let perfect be the enemy of good, and just do a little sort of risk taking in terms of just being willing to like try and have it not be right. As opposed to like trying to find the perfect person online. That's, that's my two cents from my own personal experience at least.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great advice because most, most of us will just get stuck forever in the, Oh, I should get a therapist and let me do some browsing, but, but never actually like get out there and schedule an appointment. And, and I would say, don't be so afraid of like having an appointment with a therapist who's not a great fit for you. You know, like, this is how you figure out what you are looking for, you know. If you have one that doesn't feel right, that gives you more information of like, oh, actually, I am looking for someone who, you know, is more conversational or is maybe, yeah, talks about this kind of stuff more or whatever. Um, so it'll it'll give you valuable information. And as we we're talking about earlier, it just gets things moving. <laughs> yeah, 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 movement. <laughs> the, the enemy of of growth is stuckness, <laughs> and yeah. you just want you just want movement, you know. Um. And yeah, and Gabe brought up, uh, phone consultations. I think this is a helpful thing to know, but almost every therapist will offer like a free 15 minute phone consult. And, you know, you can usually ask or, or they'll, they'll say that on their website. And, um, and yeah, like this is a, a really great way to just get on the phone and you don't have to even go for a full meeting, right? You don't have to drive somewhere. You just talk to them for 15 minutes. And just get a feel for the vibe. Like, did it feel good talking to them? You know, bring up some of the stuff you wanted to explore. Like, did you like what they had to say about it or their responses? And yeah, if it feels good enough, I say, you know, just give it a shot and see what happens if you if you go in for an appointment.
1: Yeah. Another thing that I think um, both of us also really agree on is um, the importance of if you find someone that you at least have a baseline connection with, going weekly is... I think at least for the first like month or two in my experience is really important. Um, and I think mostly, okay. most therapists will say that. And I think part mm-hmm. of me when I heard first folks saying that first, I was like, uh, like, I don't know. Like maybe they're saying that cause like they like want me to come more and like spend more money. Like I had that like skeptical voice in my head, but, <laughs> but I don't know after like going, like having times I was going weekly and then not weekly, especially in the beginning, like, weekly is i think really makes a huge difference i can't even explain exactly why but um but yeah that's been my experience and now I, I think i understand why people really recommend it
0: yeah yeah i think if i think weekly just allows it's just the right amount of time for the continual like growth and exploration for for you guys to keep the momentum going whereas longer than that especially in the beginning um it, it you'll, it'll just feel like you're not making progress yeah, you know yeah um so I definitely second that. Um and and another thing I want to bring up and I think this is a really important point is price. And oh, yeah. yes, therapy can be expensive. <laughs> like the average therapist, I would say the hourly rate can go from like 75 an hour to like 175 an hour. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Um it can be expensive, but there are uh a lot of alternatives to that. Most therapists will offer a sliding scale, and if you are struggling financially, just mention that to them and ask. You know, do you offer a sliding scale? And a lot will will kind of offer lower prices for people who need it. Um, there's other options as well. Uh, if you check OpenCounseling.com, you can find free or low cost counseling out there. Um, or even if there's like a graduate program nearby, um, students you know can get their clinical therapy hours. Uh, often with a supervisor and you can get that for free or cheap. And I know if you're in the Bay area, uh, CIIS offers programs like that. And I know people have said it's been great. Um, But yeah, you know, honestly, I think (laughs) the last thing I want to say about this is yes, the price can be a lot, but I found it completely worth it Um, in terms of just like value per dollar. I can't think of anything that I've paid for in my life that's brought me as much value and as much returns in my own happiness and freedom and, and everything and just having a better life than therapy. So at first I remember when I was paying like, you know, 100, 125, whatever an hour, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I, I can't keep this up. And now I just allocate that money in my budget because I'm like, oh, this provides greater returns and happiness than anything else in my life that I'm spending money on. And and it's worth it. So, just wanted to to put my two cents in there.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's a huge a huge barrier for obvious reasons. Um, though, I'll just share like the way I thought about it was like, what's the what's the price? And everyone's financial situation is obviously totally different. But I think mm-hmm. almost all therapists, in my experience, um, are really as flexible as they can be because they're doing this to be healers, um, and they know <laughs> that people have different financial situations. Um, I think one reason their headline price is probably high usually is so that they can, people that can afford to pay, it can help to subsidize people that can pay a little less. Um, Mm. And, you know, I think like for me, I just thought about, okay, like was an amount that I can do this and, you know, it's a sacrifice for me financially, but I'm not going to feel shitty about it. And then I just Mm. like proposed that amount to um, the guy I see and he was like, yeah, yeah, like that can work. Um, So I just (laughs) like one way to think about it but yeah i think that if you are able to find the right person it can be a really transformative experience and so yeah i think like the the roi you gotta think about the roi not just like the, the headline <laughs> cost is, the is roi is, therapy is, is my two cents <laughs> roi on life happiness which is i think the i don't know there's more important roi than the life happiness roi
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome and yeah, and, and if you are interested, um, I wrote a blog post on my website, jaminyi.com, on how to find an awesome therapist in eight steps, which kind of details what we're talking about. Um, and there was a great New York Times article on how to find the right therapist, and I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Um,
1: yeah, and, and also, if I'm sure like a lot of people listening have either gotten, like, tried therapy and had an amazing experience, or still having an amazing experience, or Um, maybe dabbled in it and not found the right person. Um, We'd love to hear any feedback. Um, If you have any stories um, that you'd be willing to share with us that we could even share anonymously on a future show um, to share other perspectives, um, feel free to shoot us an email at uh, guyswithfeelingshow at at gmail.com. We'll obviously keep everything totally confidential if you want. Um, And yeah, we'd love to hear from you about your own experiences as well. Definitely.
0: All right, so that'll do it for our deep dive on therapy for now. But you best believe we'll be revisiting this topic in the future because we believe in it and love it that much. So, yeah. Um, Before we close, though, we want to leave you guys with a quick pick. One thing we've each been recommending or obsessing over lately. So, Gabe, what is your quick pick for this month?
1: Well, uh, mine is uh, pretty simple. Uh, (laughs) But it's been awesome for me, which is tea. I have been drinking a lot more tea and a lot less coffee and it has been a huge, it's like a top five decision recently. Oh, like the last oh. few months,
0: it's um, made the top five, not list a top also.
1: five. <laughs> you can tell I like lists, not like a top five <laughs> overall life decision, but within the last six months, switching from coffee to tea has definitely been uh, a top five decision. So <laughs> right up there with turning my iPhone black and white and a few other things. Um, <laughs> So here's the thing. I love coffee. I was like up to like two or three cups a day. It's so delicious. It's this nice treat. You get this like amazing caffeine thing going on. But man, coffee is just so... My experience with coffee is sometimes you get the most amazing caffeine buzz in the world and you're on like cloud nine flow state like euphoria. (laughs) And then sometimes it's just like it like grabs you and shakes you and you're all like jittery inside and you feel so shitty. And like, I never knew which coffee experience I was going to (laughs) get. And yeah, man, tea is just like, it's very consistent. You still have that (laughs) nice little caffeine buzz, a little black tea or green tea. But um, yeah, it's just like a very, it's like, it's gentle, you know, it gives you like a little uplift, but then it's sort of like, uh, you're like on a nice uh, hang glider instead of like a crazy rocket ship, which might crash. So,
0: what an image.
1: Yeah, man. I like, I did it slow. I like went from like two cups of coffee a day to like half tea, half coffee. But then over time, I was just able to totally cycle off of coffee. And I, I just have like one cup of coffee a week now, just as a little treat. But um, yeah, otherwise, just like two or three cups of black tea a day. And it's awesome. So if you are a fellow uh, coffee addict, as I used to be, I'd recommend just thinking about it. Maybe give it a shot. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> That's
0: my pitch. Awesome. Pick. Awesome. That sounds great. From rocket ships to hang gliders. Yeah. Gabe Rose story. <laughs> That'll be my memoir.
1: Um, cool, man. What about you? What's your quick pick for the month?
0: Okay, so my quick pick is uh, something that also helps give me a little perk throughout the day, but it is actually digital and not a substance. It's called Brain.fm, and you can check it out at www.brain.fm. Um, and, yeah, it's going to sound... <laughs> It's gonna sound like some made up bullshit, but um here's a little tagline the pitch basically it's music designed for the brain generated by artificial intelligence to improve focus, relax, napping, and sleeping um, yeah, I know it sounds like it sounds I'm, like I'm something. skeptical exactly <laughs> it sounds like some binaural beats kind of shit, and when I first heard it, I, that was my reaction too but I remember like reading about it. And if you, if you look it up in the iTunes like app store, like, um, you'll see like all these reviews and people swear by it. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And they give you like a, I think 10 song trial. You can, you can try different, um, stuff they have. And it, it has a noticeable effect on my brain and it's crazy. Um, I, so I mainly work out of like cafes and coffee shops. Um, And so it's been really important for me to have some sort of ambient music that I can kind of like drone out to or or focus and write to. But um, I get distracted super easily. I'm kind of ADHD. And even like regular music or ambient electronic tracks and Spotify like will just would kind of distract me. And so first and foremost, even if it didn't do anything for your brain, like these tracks are all great. They have so many different kinds, like cinematic, like scores, piano stuff, like nature sounds. But then the kicker is that like within about 10 to 15 minutes of listening to one of these tracks, I can literally feel this shift in like my brain. And it's, I'm able, I'm like locked into this focus state. And it literally feels like I've, I've had a bit of like coffee or something, which is great for me because I'm so sensitive to caffeine. I can't even have coffee.
1: And so it's my little, not even tea.
0: So yeah. So this is like my, my digital perk up and it really works. It really helps me get into a zone and I, I love using it for writing and and for working. Um, I use it all the time, honestly. And I even, and then the other mode I like to use it for is like the relaxation mode. If I'm at home and you know, let's say like I'm chilling on the couch, maybe some housemates are watching TV or, or talking or whatever. And I just kind of want to like relax and read. I'll just put it on like The relaxed settings and and it also has an effect on on me, a little more subtle. But I can just yeah, it just helps me kind of get into a nice ah like relaxation zone. Um, and the napping the napping mode has been great as well. Sleep hasn't helped me so much, but I got sleep issues. Yeah,
1: yeah, that would be (laughs) worth its (laughs) weight in gold if you can solve your sleep issues. Um, Yeah, and it's like a it's an iPhone app and a website you can access. Yeah, iPhone
0: app. And a website. And I mean, this is probably my most used app in the last six months. It definitely makes Jamin's top five (laughs) apps in the last six months. So, (laughs) Lots of lists. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan. Give it a shot. See if it works for you. Cool. Great. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our quick picks and to the end of the show. We made it. Um, But before we leave, let's tell the audience where they can keep up with us online. Gabe Rose, where can people find you on the internet? Uh,
1: same places as usual. Uh, so on Twitter at Gabe Rose. Think about quitting every week, but keep not quitting. <laughs> uh, and uh, my website slash blog, GabeRose.com.
0: Uh, how about you? Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Jamin underscore ye. And I'm still blogging at Jamin ye.com. I just wrote a post called Men, It's Time to Make Amends. Hmm, that and was a great uh, one. yeah. Thanks, man. And yeah, I I was proud of that. Uh, If you want to check it out, we will link to it in the show notes. You can find all episodes of Guys with Feelings at guyswithfeelings.co. Shoot us an email at guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Broke for free. And if you're feeling generous, leave us a review on the iTunes store. Even a bad one. Yeah, we don't care. Any feedback is good feedback. All right, and that'll do it for this episode. Until next time, we hope everyone out there is able to embrace the lows, celebrate the highs, and appreciate the messy journey in between. We'll catch you guys later.